Welcome to the Growth Lab. I am Tej Singh, personal growth enthusiast, world traveler, sales professional on a spiritual journey to live my highest expression. This podcast is meant for individuals looking to evolve in all aspects of their lives. I interview leaders and coaches that have a passion to grow beyond the status quo and expand into their highest potential. Let's dive into it as we help you get 1% better with every episode. What's up, everyone? Hope you're all having a great holiday season and ready to spend some quality time with family over Christmas break. So we have a special episode today since it is our 25th. Few of you have asked me to share more of my story with you guys as your host, and I felt the 25th episode is a good one for that. Now, I did a feature on a podcast called Perpenticity with two of my good friends, Austin Walker and Derek Cahill. Both of them have actually been on the Growth Lab, Austin Walker on episode 7 and Derek Cahill on episode 17. They have been graceful and have allowed me to share the episode I did with them on Perpenticity. And definitely go check out their podcast, Perpenticity, on all major platforms. And I'm excited to share the one I did with them through this episode. And as a side note, Derek, Austin, and I, with a couple of other guys, are starting a text platform where you'll be able to get direct perspective from us, and we'll be sharing more details on that all very soon. Now, keep your ears peeled for that. Now, as a starting note, I am super excited to share a little bit more of my story with you guys through this episode, and I'll share more as time passes. Now, in this episode, we cover my evolution of being TJ and becoming Tage, having identity crisis when I was at the pinnacle of my career and becoming more of who I am through diving deep into personal growth, exploring the path of self-discovery and how to be more present, aware in life, balancing being in the moment with planning for the future, and then lastly, what is my purpose and why I do what I do. Now, let's wait no further and dive right in. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We are here today, Austin and myself, with Tej, senior account executive at a global technology firm, host of the Growth Lab podcast, a pursuer of inner peace and self-discovery. Tej, thanks so much for being with us here today. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Austin, for having me. Absolutely. Tej, why why don't we get started? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah, I was I was saying this to Austin earlier. Uh, that cushion is so broad, so I've got to really figure out what what to share with you guys. But I'm sure that will come up in, in the episode itself. But a little bit about myself, as as Derek said, um, you know, I'm a senior account executive. Have been in sales for the past few years at a global consulting company. Uh, also, a big component of who I am is is being on the path of self discovery, and that's a big umbrella and it's a broad statement and I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, but that's been a really important part of who I am and my journey is to really live from an authentic place in myself, uh, find that place first of all, and then live from it. Uh, so that's a big component of who I am. Uh, I've tra- I've lived in a bunch of different places. Um, I was born in India. Um, I grew up in California. I've lived in Alabama for a couple of years. I've lived in Florida for a few years, went to college in Florida. Um, I moved to uh, San Diego for a few years. Now I'm in Indiana right now. So I've been all over the place, but that's, uh, 
that's been a big component of who I am too, because I've, I've really learned to adapt um, and really understand who I am while my environment was changing so much. And um, that's just a, a starting point. I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. Otherwise, I can go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> that's, a big, no. that's a big starting point. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 no, I think that's a, that's a fascinating place to start. Even just identifying yourself as someone who is very invested in self-discovery. Uh, you know, as I recall, the first time that I met you, Tej, you went by TJ. And I, I just think that's a fascinating element now. Um, you know, we uh, were colleagues at this um, uh, global consulting firm. And, you know, I was always drawn to you based off of the professionalism that you had. I remember I actually shadowed when I first started at the company. Uh, you were already a superstar there. And I shadowed on one of your first calls. And I just remember after leaving you, like, this guy, like, knows his stuff. And I was just, I, I had no doubt that you were going to be, like, wildly successful. And then as we were kind of talking from a pre-planning standpoint, understanding that maybe that success on, like, the external maybe didn't necessarily translate to, like, the peace and like the fulfillment that you were looking for inside. So I, I'd be curious just to know a little bit more of, I guess one, like, can you talk a little about the transformation from TJ to Tej? And I think that <laughs> yeah. will probably emulate from, you know, how the internal piece to like how that reflects to you like externally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great, that's a great point. And it's a story that a lot, a lot of people, not a lot of people know because either people know me by teacher or they know me by Tage, right? They know mm -hmm. this identity in the past or they know this identity of who I've become. Uh, and some, some people in the middle, they've seen, they've seen both sides. Uh, uh. But essentially, man, how, how would I describe it is, you know, when I, was in, when I was in college, even growing up, I went by TJ. When I moved here from India, a part of me wanted to conform and be like everyone else. So having the name Tage, was like, okay, TJ would go, you know, uh, it would be easy for people to pronounce and I would kind of get, get along with people. So it was kind of like a conforming in some way and it happened at a young age and never thought too much about it. You know, it was just like, I'm TJ and I just went by that. Um, and then, you know, throughout college I was TJ and, and uh, you know, the name itself doesn't hold that much, you know, importance. It's more of, of, of what that means behind it. Right. So Mm -hmm. When I was, uh, you know, I graduated college, I went into this, this company, I started there. And, you know, after you graduate college, a lot of what you're trying to do is really prove yourself, right? Because you've been sold this script, right? And, and I did successfully in college, I had, uh, I had the, you know, all the accolades in college I can get, I was part of the professional selling program, it was a, it was a uh, unique program that you had to apply to. So I did all the right things, right? And then I got into this company. Um, and then I was like, okay, what do I need to do next? You have to be successful. You got to make money. You have to make six figures. Like, all right, I'll do that. So then I did that for the first year. I did it for the second year and I got the accolades that I needed and I put so much weight on the next thing always. So the next thing for me after being in, in, I was in Fort Myers at the time in Florida, the next thing from there was moving back to California. That's where I grew up. Um, so moving back to, to California, what it required within this company is you had to, you know, make your numbers and really be successful to get this, get this promotion. So I put a lot of weight on that and my identity formed into being this individual that was working in this company and looking for this promotion and to go to back to California. Everything revolved around this for, for two years. So all the personal growth stuff I did was to go to that, right? It was to promote that to happen. Uh, and then it happened. 
<laughs> it was two years and then it happened, right? So I moved to SF, I get this promotion, I have made six figures. So all of this is, 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 is pretty, and this story probably sounds familiar. Oh yeah, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're talking to my soul right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds very familiar. It's, it's yeah. so funny, it's so funny too, because you know, I, as you guys stated, I do a podcast and I've been bringing a lot of people I've met in my journey. And as I speak to them, it's so funny how similar stories are, right? We all go through this hero's journey, different circumstances, but at the same time, we all go through this crisis where we run the script and then something happens, right? So going back to the story, now I moved to SF. I'm in, I'm in SF and I start this, 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 this job. Um, and then part of the, moving into SF, I had a, there's a trip to go to Rome, Italy. I had one, so I, I did that trip and I took, took my mom to that and it was amazing and I was on a high and then I came back and then all the dust settled, right? Like now I'm back to the grind and then I'm back into this job and I'm like, and then I probably like two weeks, a month into it, it's, it seemed very similar. Like there was no differences. I had glamorized being in Silicon Valley. Like it was just going to be this amazing thing. I'm going to be talking to uh, Silicon Valley CEOs and CMOs. It's going to be just, just the best thing ever. Uh, but it was just all right. Like it was, it was <laughs> like it was, it was cool. Like, yeah, but it wasn't like, you know, anything mind blowing. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think I had put so much expectations, like my expectation and my vision of what it would be like was way beyond what it actually was. Right. So that's when I kind of got into identity crisis. Right. And another thing about being in Silicon Valley is everyone is working for a tech company. You get into an Uber, somebody's working in Google or somebody's working in Facebook. Nobody cares what company you work for. <laughs> but like where I was in the place prior uh, in, in Florida and Fort Myers being in this small town, you know, everyone was working at this company. So you're, you know, the performance that you had at work was how people looked at you, right? Austin, you said it yourself. Like you saw me as someone that was successful at, at the company. Right? And wait on me just because you knew I was successful, right? That just happens very unconsciously. But when you go to, uh, when you go to SF, everyone's working there. So I had a, I had a bit of a identity crisis where I was like, who am I? Am I this person that works at this company or am I more than that? Um, and I didn't know that I did cause it was weighted so much at work. Um, and you know, life works in an interesting way. I came off of killer experience, uh, killer performances. And then right as I started work, I took like two big hits without even being involved. Right. So that was a slap in my face right away. It's like, all right, are you going to wake up now? I'm like, shit. Uh, so then, <laughs> so then, you know, I was like, I need help. Right. Like I need help. And I'll tell you, Austin, Derek, like, for the long, probably like three, four, five months, like I, I went through depression. Like I was in a really bad state. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would, you know, medically categorize it as that, but I was just in a bad, shitty situation because outside of looking in, my, my family included, my friends included, they're like, you got this awesome promotion that you've been talking about for the last two years, right? So you got, you got that yeah. thing that you're looking for. And I almost felt like guilty or I felt bad about sharing that I didn't feel fulfilled or I felt, I felt bad about being in this position. And, I, and it was like a day over day. Over. And the, the other thing was I was working remotely now because when you're in this outside position, you're not really seeing your you know, coworkers and you're just working remotely most and you see your coworkers maybe once a month. So that was another thing. I kind of got into this pit of being at home all the time and also feeling really shitty while I felt caged to the point that I couldn't express how I was feeling to the outside world, even my family. Because I'm like, what are they going to think? Like, I just got what I wanted, right? So it was, it was a bad position. And then, you know, 
life presented me with this um, this this coaching program or this mastermind um, that was based out of San Francisco, and it was a mastermind for sales professionals. Um, but it wasn't about sales. <laughs> it was it was the top performing salespeople. And in a bunch of different companies, there was the number one salesperson, uh, Salesforce that year. There was, you know, people from, if you can remember, you can think about all the big tech companies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, they had the top performance, but they're all there for the same reason. They were there because they said, we're at the top of the pinnacle, but we're not fulfilled. Like, what is it that's missing? Right. And that was the mastermind. And that was a, a whole year long program. And that's really where the transformation from TJ to Tage started to happen, uh, where I really started to identify what is it who, like, who am I? Like, first of all, am I just work? Am I more than work? And I started to kind of break down different elements of myself. Like, where does my relationships weigh? Like, where does, how, how do I treat my family? Like, how do I show up for my family? How do I show up for my friends? Like, how do I show up for all these different elements that hadn't really, you know, really hadn't put so much weight on? And, yeah. and that's where that transformation really started to happen. And then there came a point, and I'll, and I'll stop, uh, when, I, and when I said, I'm going to have an external spell to announce to the world that I'm now a Tage, that I've changed, and to myself too, right? And I had some habits that I wanted to leave behind, and that TJ to reclaiming my name Tage was becoming more of who I am and who I've always been, right? Rather than conforming to what society believed uh, that I was or who I was. Yeah, let's let's take a pause there. And that was just so powerful, just sitting on the other side of that, Tej, which was one of the reasons why we were so excited for you to share your story. Uh, personally, I mean, what your story resonates very strongly with my own. So maybe that's why I'm a little additionally fired up on that. But you talked about a couple things that I think I think Derek, we could I we could both explore here. But I mean, the big thing I think that you know, that resonated for me in that is that you'd built this life. It seems like based off of like outside expectations or of like what what, what you were supposed to do, versus like what you actually wanted or what was going to be fulfilling to you. And I think just the realization of that is, is fascinating. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Derek, well, I mean, I, I, I have a, a few different thoughts here, so I didn't want to take it over here. Is it, I saw you feverishly typing over oh, yeah. here. Okay, well, okay. no, I was writing, I was writing emails. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, honestly, um, Tage, it's like you just defined, I think, even the way this podcast started for me in Austin was like a similar kind of emotional and spiritual journey that Austin and I kind of both came together on randomly and determined that we were both going down that same path of like, what in the hell are we doing? Like, what is yeah. this that we do? And um, I think that it was a culmination of probably like a, a, a several months of journey for each of us. And we, it was like kismet the way we ended up talking to each other about it. But I think oh, I resonate so strongly with what you're saying, man, because like I was someone and still a little bit am trying to break away from that person that identifies me with my work. And that's not mm-hmm. healthy because work is work. Like I just, I do that for everything else I have, mm-hmm. right? My family and my personal life. And if I get so um, bogged down in the definition of like, oh, I had a bad month. Now I'm a shitty human. Mm-hmm. Now that messes with me mentally. Like everything you said resonated strong with me. And like, I've had my own bouts of like, again, like, I don't know, medical diagnosis, but like just sadness and anxiety yeah. and depression. Um, but 
where I find myself on the journey now is similar to you, Tage, where it's like, I feel more centered over this last year where I'm like, I'm kind of like taking those tethers off of me and they've got grips, man. Like they're, I'm finding <laughs> yeah. things that stuck to me that I didn't even know were there. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I feel like I'm freeing myself mm. of that bind to professional definition of who Derek is. Mm-hmm. And I find myself speaking more freely, find myself being more authentic and raw. And like truly when I communicate, it's like, I don't give a shit if you don't like me because this is who I am. Yeah. And I want to be surrounded <laughs> by people that, that appreciate that. Yeah, wow. So I think that it, it, that's almost like TJ to Tage. It's like, if you don't like my new name and my new identity, well then fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit like, you know? Yeah. that was me getting that off my chest austin but if you have a few questions man like please yeah i was gonna say really quickly to that point and then austin i'll pass it back or just the it's hard man it's hard to the grips piece i just i I was laughing there because you know i i i remember and still to date right it's subtle in many ways you know those those layers and that hold of, of societal constructs that you kind of hold on to mm-hmm. um so it's very subtle you know kind of moving peeling back the onion it takes a while sorry austin i'll pass it back yeah <laughs> and no, no no this is this is excellent so what i what also jumped out to me into your share was also the expression that i found myself that i was kind of depressed i don't know if it was like medically diagnosed but i could sense that there was something that was weighing heavy on me so and then you said that you kind of found this master class so i'm curious as as you were feeling kind of quote unquote, like in this dark place, what are some of the, I guess, methods or tactics that you use to, to try and navigate that or express yourself or to find your way out of the light? Or was it, was it literally just this masterclass that presented this whole new way of, of being, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, man. So like we often things, or I often thought as well, like that we control life in many ways, you know, that we, we are the controller of everything we are to, to a to a big extent, but sometimes like you just kind of hold back and something just happens, right? Like, especially when you, when you really need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this mastermind group was the initiation of, of a lot of this, right? So uh, one of my, one of my good friends, he was actually part of this, this group, uh, mastermind too, his name is Danilo. Um, mm-hmm. And he was a part of this mastermind for a year. And then he recommended me and I had this conversation right around the time when I was in the, the lowest point and I had the conversation and, you know, um, a lot of times when you're a type A personality or a salesperson, you're like, I got this. Like, I know, like, especially if you're coming off of like a really good year, you're like, I don't need help. Like, oh, yeah. what are you talking about? So yeah, I had, yeah. yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so I had, I had this conversation with this guy and he like started asking me these like really deep questions. Like, Hey, like, how do you feel about life? And I'm, I didn't have answers to any of them. Like, mm. you know, cause I was so superficial and so on the surface that I couldn't go there with him. And I was just like brushing it off. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't need the help. Like I'm good in sales, man. Like, I don't know why you reaching out to me. You're going to mm-hmm. charge me this crazy amount of money to go to this weekend. Like, mm-hmm. hell no. And <laughs> to that, to that point, I had never really spent that much money on myself. Like I had expended money on like going to Miami, going to like different places and spending a lot of money on just like partying on the weekends. And that held weight for me. But like investing myself for a weekend was like a, a afterthought. Right. And, and I think, you know, somehow that guy convinced me to go, right? And I think he just like, probably looking back now, he just probably like 
really boosted my ego and made me feel good. And it's like, hey, you know, like he probably like did that. You know, I, I don't remember the conversation exactly, but I did go, and and that was the initiation. So I don't think it was just the mastermind, but the the act of spending money on myself. Like it was, I don't know, it was like two thousand or three thousand dollars for that weekend. It was an expensive mastermind, but the act of doing that told my I, I told myself something. I said, I'm going to invest my invest in myself to change myself because who I am now, it's not enough. Not enough in the sense of like I'm just caught up in in, in work, right? There's more to myself. So that initiated man. And like I, I tell you, like after that, I kind of went a little crazy with personal growth, like for a couple of years. <laughs> like so once that mastermind started, you know, that was it was an ongoing thing. It was a subscription model, right? So you were part of that program for a year and they had uh, quarterly immersions, right? So like mm-hmm. every quarter, the whole group got together and there was weekly calls that every, the whole community got together and there was a topic to be talked about and then everyone shared. So it was like a lot of accountability in that way. And everyone was going through a similar journey. So you made crew that's what they called the group of people. Mm-hmm. such an important point to have people that are on a similar trajectory as you. And especially in a similar, like, situation to like in the, or even similar point in the journey right like now for for all three of us we can kind of look back at that point right but like when you're in that point you need someone that's already like that's there too and you need someone that's ahead of it but like to be able to relate right so the crew is so important in that way for that whole year to be able to have those people and yeah. be able to 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 have those discussions but then outside of that like that was the initiation and i started just diving deep man i like did like I, I bought into it, you know, I bought into the industry. So like, but it was sounds really like good. you got, you got a taste of it and you were like, Oh, I, I need more of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder who their top salesperson is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was one of those things where, you know, and, and the thing is like, you got to be careful with that. You know, I realized it afterwards, mm-hmm. personal growth in that industry can be a trap in itself too. Right. Because in the same way that, you know, you, you, you chase after the cars, you chase after the big house and chase after all those things. Nothing wrong with that. But the, the, the usual reason for chasing after those things is because when you get there, you'll be happy. Like you'll, mm-hmm. you get the feeling that you're looking for mm-hmm. when you'll get there. So the similar trap can be there in personal growth and spiritual growth, because then you say, when I get to this state or I take X amount of courses, then I'll be happy, right? Like it's a similar yeah. trap and, and, and it works in that way too. So, but going back to your point, Austin, like it was, it was one of those things once I initiated that program, you know, then I did a bunch of like spiritual courses and weekends and I did a bunch of different like uh, masterminds and also like workshops and I did a bunch of different stuff. And, you know, at, by the end of it, I actually left everything and I traveled <laughs> for a year and that was also a part of it. So this was 2018, like 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. But two full years of just going head in. And I'm <laughs> sure your, your parents were probably like, well, Tay just gone off the deep end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, well, you know, isn't it crazy? And I think, I mean, all three of us probably resonate to this is the power of like self-improvement and like investing in yourself. But I think for a, a large portion, I think specifically of our country, the idea notion of like, investing in yourself is so foreign. I mean, people yeah. will spend money on trips for vacations or clothes or gadgets. But the thought of investing in your personal growth and further like learning yourself is like oh no, no no I don't know if that's worth it I don't know if that's worth it but yeah. I don't know what jumped out to me in your story is that once you kind of dived into that you found like almost this depth in well of like yourself that you kind of didn't know what was there well that yeah. industry that industry can be like 
I think from the outside in like snake oil. It's uh -huh. like you're telling me a two thousand dollar weekend you're gonna unlock something in me. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'll, I'll go get the Benz. Right. <laughs> um, so I think that's that's a big one. But Teja, question for you is like, it sounds like on both of them, sales, you know, or that professional side or that inward side, that pursuit for more can bog people down. Whether it's more money, more houses, or more unlocking of who you are, and it could be a rabbit hole that you go down. What have you learned that you can implement or like teach back to people about? being present and appreciating the moment that you have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot there. And I think the initiation of personal growth, and even if you fall into that trap, is a good trap to fall into compared to the trap, like in, when you're initially getting into it, right? Like, because you're exposed to everything. And then you have to kind of, the biggest thing I found now that I can look back is that you got to always remember who you are and filter things through your system, right? Like a common thing that I found was like you, you try to replicate and uh, become like the people that are teaching, right? So like, you know, a famous uh, person out there is Gary Vee, right? Like a lot of people follow him mm -hmm. and then think they have to be exactly like him. Right. And that's not going to work with everyone. Everyone can't be an animal like Gary Vee, you know, like <laughs> you just can't do it. Uh, but like yeah. take, take what you will and put that into the system. And if it, if it, if it works for you, then great. Right. And in the, the growth lab podcast was because I want people to take something like one or two things out of the conversations and try that, try it themselves and see if it works. Right. But I think to your, to your point, I just wanted to comment on that of being present and like being present to, to what's there. It's, I think it's like one of those things is you've got to realize when you're operating so much out of the mind that there's different bodies in ourselves, right? So if you're just operating from a mental space and you think about being present, it's probably not going to work because you're in your mind. You know, like if you're just, you're trying to uh, break down being present, it's going to be a little more difficult. So you have to realize that we have different bodies. And what I mean by that is we have, you know, our physical body, which is the most gross matter, right? So it's, we can feel it, we can touch it. And after that, the closest thing that comes to it afterwards is our, our mental bodies, right? Like we can, we know when our thoughts are coming into our minds and we, we, we're there the most in our mental space. And then we have the emotional body, right? Which I think people are really numb to, especially in the corporate setting. I see this a lot where people are not really in tuned with their feelings and their emotions because you're always told to just go through logic and just like, get shit done you know like you're just like breaking through that wall and getting it done but you're not really checking in with yourself and saying like, do i really feel good about this like you're not there's not that regulation system that we're not really taught to go there right yeah. and i think being present is a big component of that right because you always got to have to come back to your body and say like where am i right now like is this what i want to do and complete like continuously come in and check in with yourself right so that i would say that's that's a that's a big component of it and then like if you were to go a step higher than your emotional body i think it's kind of like i look at it almost as a hierarchy because the physical body and the mental body even the emotions are really you can you can you can feel them in some way some are intangible some are tangible and then from there there's there's this thing that's called the awareness or the intellect not in the sense that we understand it but in more of the sense of when you're thinking your thoughts, something is observing the thoughts, right? When you're feeling your feelings, something is like you're feeling, you're saying my feelings. So who's the my that's feeling something, right? So like there's a place in you that's watching everything and that's your higher intellect or higher awareness 
that's able to watch everything, right? And, and that's a great, like, that's an amazing tool if you're able to find the discernment in your awareness, because whenever you're not present to a situation, you can say, am I just like in my thoughts? Am I just so mental right now? Like, I'm just completely there? Or, you know, am I like in my, like, am I feeling my feelings? Am I feeling where I'm at? Or am I looking at this situation from a higher place? The life, life, the situation can go on, but you can find a discernment and that allows you to be present and not be so caught up. Right. So like, that's what I'll say. I don't know if that answers what you're looking for, Derek, but like, those are the couple of thoughts that came up. Obviously there's practices that you can do to be able to be more present in that way, but that's what comes up for me right now. Yeah, no. Well, first of all, the last thing you said, like, melted my brain a little bit. I'm like, holy shit. Um, But I think also, you know, I think all three of us are incredibly privileged to be in the state that we're in from, like, a mental perspective. And whether, look at you, that was, like, synchronous. That was. (laughs) We're we're linked. Yeah, we're linked. We're in the field Um, together. You guys are obviously on the same mental intelligence wavelength right now. But um, I think it's an incredible privilege to feel the way we feel. Like, we can control the situation that we're in. Someone that's listening right now, let's say that they're not there yet, it's not as simple to just be like, well, are you where you want to be? Reflect on that. Like what, yeah. you said, there's a couple practices. Like what's step one for someone that might be like five years ago, Tage? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. I think it's, it's first of all, the intention behind it. So a funny thing happened, like one of the coaches in the mastermind and, and I asked this exact question or a very similar question. Um, I asked him, I said, like, what's, purpose man like what am I supposed to do like I'm here in this program and there's like I'm trying to figure out what the hell I should do right like there's a bunch of different things should I just like go explore my passions like what 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 should I do and he said hey like I want you to like feel into something I want you to feel and there's a there's an accolade uh at, at this company that I that I work at and I used to work at at the time where like the highest accolade was called the top 300 people in the company and I really pursued that the whole year. That's all I thought about. And everything that I wanted to do was revolved around this. He said, like, think back to that time and think back to how much effort you put, put into like getting that accolade, right? Like what, what, that, and, like, what were the actions that you took to like get that completed or get to that point? It's like, now take that and then put the compass towards your purpose. Use the same kind of energy that you had towards getting to this accolade towards uncovering your purpose, right? So first of all, I would say the first step is the intention behind finding it, right? Finding being present, like that being important to you, right? Like saying like, you know what? Like, I don't like the way that I live, right? Like I don't like being unpresent to, to how I am in situations. I don't like just living a life that I'm like very robotic and I wake up and I do the same things and I just go to sleep and I watch Netflix and, you know, like the whole thing that we know about, like, I don't like that, right? So the intention then is, okay, I got to change. So what are some of the things that I can do? And I think the world will start to open up. People will start to show up. And like, I wish I could just give a prescriptive, you know, silver bullet answer, but there is none, right? Because everyone's path is very individual, right? And like the coaches or the people or the book, or like it could be just that one thing is going to be different for everyone, but where it's going to come from or it's going to show up is your intention when you open your eyes you're open to seeing it right like when you're open to seeing it things will just start to happen and like just you know just trust in that right like some of these concepts i might say them and you may like that's bullshit like what are you talking about but like but just just if you have the intention 
you, you'll be surprised how like how the universe or the life or, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's surprising, man. Like I saw that, I saw the craziest shit in my like journey. Like I think people showing up, like, you know, it just, it just, you know, when you start to like listen and have that intention, things, things start to happen. That's, that's such a fascinating point. I mean, Derek and I were just talking about this because it all starts within your mind. And so when I hear intentions, it's like, it's what are your thoughts and your thoughts translates into your words and your words translate into your actions. And when you start becoming intentional about discovering yourself or finding your purpose, I don't think it's a coincidence that these opportunities or these type of people start to manifest itself like in your life. And it sounds like kind of your story is, is, is a great example of that. Uh, you, you were talking a lot about kind of like purpose when you were in this master class. And, you know, yeah. certainly that's one of the central themes of, of our podcast. And we always think this is kind of a heavy question, but we're going to yeah. ask it to you anyways. Based uh, to where you are on your journey at this point, you know, what is your purpose, Tej? Yeah, yeah. And that is a heavy question. So I thought, right? I thought this ah, was a heavy question. Okay. And I was, I was really caught up in it for a long time, man. And it was like, to, to what I was saying earlier, for me personally, that became a trap too, because I was looking for that sir, silver bullet answer to what my purpose was, because mm-hmm. I thought it was this thing that I was going to get to and be like, ah, like I've got, I've got, and, and, it's it, and, I'm good. and I don't yeah, have yeah. to worry about this again. Like it's yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's here. Like I was looking for that thing. Uh-huh, right? uh-huh. And that was a trap in itself because there's no one thing, right? There never is going to be. And what I identified through a lot of my self-discovery and like, you know, part of this was, you know, when my coach told me, Hey, like put that much effort as you did the accolade, I really put that much effort, man. Like I, I actually left my job at one point, uh, I sold everything and this was like probably six months or a year into the program. Um, I sold everything and I traveled, uh, to, to Estonia, Tallinn, this, this country for a program. Um, and I did a bunch of different like spiritual centers and I really like, it was like, I, I want to like really go in to myself and really understand who I am. And like, if I was to like sum it up in a nutshell, man, for me personally, what, what purpose it is, is that know thyself and be thyself. And what I mean by that is once you really, really get to know yourself, right? Like express that. So purpose is, is identified or expressed everywhere, right? So when I wake up and I, you know, uh, talk to my mother or my father or my family, my relationships, that's my purpose at the moment, right? Like, can I show up fully and I can I be like completely present to that situation with my family? And that's my purpose at the moment because I have the opportunity there to share love and joy and positivity in that interaction, right? So then I show up to, to my work, right? And I'm doing something very similar, but if I show up in a purposeful way and really be myself and, and I think at the core, we're all the same, what I mean by that is like, we're all looking for the same things and we all want to express the same things, you know, love, joy, positivity, all these higher emotions are, are truly who we are at the, at the core nature. But then we have our personalities, obviously, right? we're all different and we have our own little, little blueprint. And I do believe, you know, we are the cosmic blueprint of our purpose, right? Like we are the, per- like, this is it. Like the, the page is the purpose. channels manifest themselves when you're truly being yourself right so that that happens to like for example for me is through the podcast right i thought that would be a great channel to share my purpose which is to allow people and help people become truly who they are right identify things about themselves 
and then mm. express them, right? Like come from a place of intention and like energetically, like energy doesn't lie, right? Your thoughts can, can confuse you. Your thoughts can, you know, create doubts, but energy doesn't lie. Like you, you'll like the feelings you can't manipulate. Right? They're just, yeah. you're, they just come up. Uh, so if you feel good about what you're doing, I think that is, that is your purpose at the moment. And I think refining that happens, right? Like you're always, the way that I like to picture is kind of like a spiral, right? Like you're always going deeper into your purpose and you're never going to get to a point where it's going to be, you know, you've, you've, you've just found it. You're always getting closer to it. So the channels will, will change themselves. So what that might mean for me right now is the podcast and being completely present uh, at my work with my family and everything that I do. And then also perhaps that leads into coaching in the future. I don't know what the channels might be in the future. Um, but I go back to like, who am I becoming? And am I expressing myself from the highest place in myself? Hey, can I ask you a question? Go yeah, ahead, I mean, you've been like monopolizing this, man. Okay. Like so, I'm well, curious too. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, kidding. let's take a step back to just like, that was, that was, that was beautiful. And like the, the presence that can be of just like being present in each, every moment. So I was just going to take a time to, for all of us to just step back and be like, wow. But yeah, no, Derek, please, please go right ahead. <laughs> what I'm picking up here and I resonate with it strongly is like, you're able to be present because you just trust that you're on the right journey. Like wh whatever Tage is doing right now will become what ultimately you're, you're meant to go accomplish in life. So you mentioned the coaching thing might come up, but is there a moment for you where like, how do you couple being present with planning? Yeah. Right. Like, and yeah. that's coming probably more from my heart as like an entrepreneur. Like yeah. I, I have, I have a freaking, I can't tell you, probably two times a week I'm getting up from bed to like write down an idea. Um, I actually wrote one down last night, funny enough. But like, how do you, like, I, I put a really strong emphasis on like, you know, being present and like trusting the process and knowing who I am that's just going to lead to the, you know, the right stuff. Yeah. But I do find myself strategizing and planning and like making sure I'm on the right path. How do you, how do you marry that together? Yeah. Yeah. So these are, I mean, these are, uh, separate pools you can say or their polarities but they're one of the same you know and it's it's what do you decide what do you allow to come first right like are you planning first and then seeing how you feel about it or are you trusting and seeing you know what is it that's being called out of you and then planning to make it happen right and you can call these poles you know the feminine and, and masculine energy within us you can call it the yin and yang right because the yang is really the action and the planning and like getting shit done right and the yin is really the allowing and the surrendering and saying okay allow life to happen right and they're one of the same and that's where i think people uh start to get conflicted is that they think they're separate things and you just gotta like in in our world in our in our you know, especially the Western world, right? Like we're very much programmed to just get shit done, right? Like use our logical mind to, to allow things to happen, right? Like you, it's, it's all on you and it is, it is to a larger extent, but at the same time, we're not really, especially as men, we're not really programmed or we don't really know how to tap into the yin in us, right? Like the feminine energy in us, which, which is really like, can I trust uncertainty <laughs> can i trust <laughs> like no. can I tr yeah it's like and, and uncertainty is like the 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 worst fear to the mind because right like i i face it every day oh like, yeah when, whenever you're whenever there's a level of uncertainty you're like you know like i need to figure this shit out you know and i'll tell you guys like the d most difficult situation for me when i left my work right and the the act of leaving you know a high-paying job in in sf to go buy a one-way ticket 
uh, to Estonia, right? Like to this remote country that borders Russia. Uh, I had, there was so much uncertainty in that. Right. But I, I, I never really knew, like, I didn't know how to trust that part of myself. I didn't know how to trust the universe. So I really had to go to that extreme, right. To, to experience what that was and kind of almost like fall off a building and see like if I was being caught and I was every mm. time, like so the situations just like panned out where it was just beautiful and perfect, exactly the way that it should have been. So I had to like, t- I don't think that needs to happen for everyone, but I, I needed to go to that deep extent to really, yeah feel into that energy and to your point, then now like I've come to the point where then it comes becomes about integration right so can you listen to yourself can you be present but at the same time if you really have a, a breakthrough or a take like something drops in and it really feels good are you taking action because you know a, a, a takeaway or an idea without action is just nothing right like it, yeah. just, it comes and goes away but if something stays persistent in my being and it's like I really need to act on this and this has come up like 20, 30 times and I'm continuing to ignore it. Like I need to take action on this. Right. So that's where that other energy comes into play. So does that answer what you're asking there, Derek? Um, I think you went a little deeper too, which was, okay. which is good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I think ultimately just to recap, it's like, you've just got to trust yourself and it starts, it actually resonates strongly with like the podcast that we do with Perpendicity. Like we've had countless conversations around like, what are we doing with, Hey, where do we want to take this? And what it always centers back to is let's just keep producing good content and yeah. see what happens. That's what it always comes back to every time we talk, which is probably like once a month on the strategy of perpendicity. It always comes back to let's just keep putting out good stuff and see what happens from it. Yeah. Another interesting point you made, Tage, was like the see if you fall off a building and you get caught. It, yeah. You actually, I'm going to challenge a little bit because you said like, oh, I don't know if anyone needs to do that because I did that too. And yeah. I found that that was like my gateway to like really learning me and believing in who I was was when I started my first company. And I literally said the same thing. I was like, I just want to jump and see if like I grow wings or like, yeah. I want to jump and, and see if there's a net down there that's going to catch me. Like, I'm not going to die from this. Yeah. Um, and it was like that, that like wake up call that like sharp moment in time where it's like it, everything changed. Yeah. And it took yeah. an extreme for me. So may, hopefully some people don't need that extreme. I needed to do it. Yeah. I, I quit my job and I started coming in like, $600 and I was like, I, I can do it. And I had a pregnant fiance and a son. So like, I definitely wouldn't recommend that, but <laughs> resonate yeah, strongly. I, yeah. That, that point. And then what I meant by that, I think to your point, Derek, and now that you say it in that way, I think you need that, you need that kind of jump to see how the universe can surprise you. But at the same time, the circumstance is going to be a little different for everyone. Right. So like that jump off the building for me was leaving my job, you know, yeah. flying to this country. And I could do that because, you know, I didn't have a fiance or, or, or a son that I needed to, <laughs> needed to like take with me. I could do that. Right. So, so whatever that jumping off the building is for you. Yeah. That's do a good that. point. Do yeah. That. Like do that. Yeah. Your don't replicate jumping. Yeah. Don't just yeah. replicate like, Hey, I got to, you know, Tage went on a trip. We got husbands amazing, right? moving to yeah. Estonia right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, Tage said to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah exactly. it, it's so individualistic, but even the parallels in both of your unique stories in that, that way is that you both dived into the unknown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And possibility lives in the unknown. Like if we're going to continue, like everything that we know, like our comfort zone is what we already know. 
right? And if we want something that we haven't had, typically we have to do something that we've never done. And Tej, to your point, that that, that can be scary, particularly in more so like the Western world where everything, and I will say even particularly with men, is so analytical. Like, does this make sense? Does this align with my plan? And I think sometimes we lose sight into like what's in our hearts or like what's that calling in us to say, this is actually what I want. So I think it's just, I think that's a, that's a fascinating example of, I mean, both of you have just jumping into it and seeing what was created, which was all this, this new mindset, this new discovery in yourself as a result of doing it. Yeah. Austin, the one thing that I'd say in addition to that is like, it doesn't make me a permanent superhero at it. Like I'm still afraid to do things, right? Like there are still things that I present myself with to this day that I'm like, ah, do I want to <laughs> jump in there? And it gets harder with time. So like, if you've never done it, it's like, I think the best analogy would be like, do you dip your toe into the pool and see it's a little too cold and then you don't jump in? Or do you just jump the hell in and within 10 seconds, you're like, this is the best pool I've ever been in in my life. Yeah, I agree with that, Derek. And it's, it's interesting because it, it, it's so, it consistently comes back and it's the same in my journey too. Like I completely agree with that where it's, it's, you take, the, it's like to your example, jump in that pool once you've gotten out and you've dried up that doesn't mean you're going to jump in again. You might want to. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, I love the way you just finished that up. Exactly. It's like, I did that. Like, do I want to do it again? Is this one? It actually makes you, I think more, think more deeply the next time you jump in because it's like, for me anyways, I get in my own. It's like, all right, cool. It worked once. Is like, is it going to work again? It's just, is simply jumping. The, is that the secret recipe? Like I'm challenged with things like literally to this day of like, am I going to do that? Yeah. Am I going to jump in? Um, and then I've got to summon like that inner strength to challenge myself to be like, dude, do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Well, it, it, it's funny because I think it touches like the notion <laughs> just, where, just... where it's like there's a finish point where it's like, oh, well, I, I'm, at the, I'm at the place where I want to be from a personal transformation perspective. There's, there's no more growing when in actuality you're consistently oh, yeah. iterating and growing upon that. And I think that even kind of leads to, to a next question. Tej is like, what, what's next for you? Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to make a point and then I'll answer uh-huh. that. Just on uh-huh. that, what, what uh-huh. the image that came to mind uh-huh. is like the, 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 wa- the body of water continues to get bigger because you know yourself and it gets more scarier. So like the pool becomes the lake and the lake becomes oh. the ocean. I was like, that, I was like, that's a really good analogy. That's a powerful <laughs> metaphor. Hell yeah, dude. Like go find your fucking ocean, dude. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Because you, you start to like, you're like, I, I conquered the pool. Now shit, there's a lake, you know? And, and, that, yeah, and that's what dude, I, that's a really good metaphor. That's yeah. ex- and I, that's a perfect way to sum it up. Cause as I've gotten older and like, acquired more like just personal relationships my wife and kids it's like a house it's like it is a fucking ocean now to jump into it's not a little pool it's like i have a lot of stuff that i'm risking like you know so that's beautiful i want to put that on a t-shirt find your fucking <laughs> yeah. ocean <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's just the image came to mind but you know to, to your question austin like i think it's that right like finding my ocean like what's my next ocean is is what's next for me right like what i've and it's interesting because here's another trap is that once you get to a point, or at least I've found in my journey, you know, getting to the point of, of self-discovery and, and spiritual discovery and personal growth, and you go through that and, and sometimes your ego wants to put a flag on top of the mountain and say, you've, you've conquered it. 
right? And that's never the case. It never is. Um, so for me, it's to remind myself that consistency matters, right? Like I always got to go back. I, I still have to do the things that got me to this point and I've got to add on, right? I, I got to find that next lake, the next ocean. So that's kind of, you know, that's a, a vague statement, but practically what that means is just like continuing to tap into you know, what's next. So the, the, the podcast was the manifestation of that, right? Where mm -hmm. I was saying, like, I have a message to share. I have a story to share. And a lot of people do, right? And, and the conversation we're having here today is so important. Um, and I had, um, you know, after, after my travels, I had so many people around me that were in a similar path that had forgotten there's so many people that are not in that journey, right? Mm -hmm. So like, not leaving anyone behind, right? Like, that's kind of like, what's super important to me. And like, you know, sharing this message and allowing people to just like tap in and say like, Hey, like the conversation that these three men has have had today, like, do I want to like maybe scratch the surface a little bit about myself? And like, even that's enough, you know, if that initiation happens, that you just seed. like, yeah, that seed or you like take one step and then everything else will start to like, uh, un uncover itself. And I think that's, that's, that's really important for me. And what's next for me is continuing that path, right. Continuing the journey and not, not get not allow the ego to take over and say like now i've i've i've, I've arrived <laughs> we need to help people find their puddles yeah, <laughs> yeah. puddles yeah, yeah. yeah. Little baby pool, little baby pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that that's amazing i guess two questions that kind of came into me um as we're kind of wrapping this thing down what do you do with this i think you have this really unique vision of consistency what do you do whenever you find yourself in a period where you get stuck? Because yeah. I, I think that's very common. Even the most driven, purposeful people in life's up and downs, you, you, you get stuck. So yeah. like, how would you attack that when you feel like you're kind of stuck or you're, you're stagnant along yeah. your journey? Like the word that comes up to me is like radical acceptance of, mm -hmm. of your circumstances, right? And what I mean by that is like we get stuck when we – when we don't like what's happening, right? Or we think that we're stuck in some way, right? Then we're like, oh, like this isn't what I planned uh, life to be like, right? So like radical acceptance in your situation while looking to change it, right? Like look for the solutions. And like, you know, I've found myself many a times, like even after the trip, right? Like I, I took the trip and last year and I've gone through some changes. I've, I'm in Indiana at the time with my family. I was living in San Diego and there were times last year, I was like, am I like in the right place? Like, should I be doing that? Like that always happens. And that's what I mean by radical acceptance is yeah. like, know that life is, is, is in ups and downs. There's never, you're never going to go up into like, again, the whole analogy about like putting a flag on top of the mountain. Now I've arrived. Now I'm just going to be happy, joyful, and peaceful. And I've, I'm like, I'm Buddha now, you know, <laughs> that like, doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist. And that, that's again, the path to consistency is always reminding yourself. And point out I'll, 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 I'll say around this is like I've done this and I'm falling to this trap is like shaming yourself or like feeling really shitty about yourself because we can be a worst critic and like not falling into the trap of just like beating yourself up if you had a stretch of a month where you didn't you know do the things that you should have been doing like you didn't wake up in the morning and you didn't do your morning routine and like what makes you a purposeful individual you know like don't don't yeah. like if you if you like <laughs> if you don't do that for a stretch of a week or two weeks just I mean if if, if it's still aligned get back on it if it's not, that's fine too. Like you're, you're just living your life and life is going to present you with circumstances and opportunities to go back and tap into being purposeful. Right. Hey, so, that, that is so beautiful, man. Like the, the, the story that I'd have for that is, uh, 
my wife introduced me to this thing called 75 hard. If either of you have heard of it to this point, it's supposed to be like this radical 75 day long program where you work out twice a day, you go on a diet, you don't drink alcohol and you read 10 pages of a book every day. Mm-hmm. And we started it together. I quickly quit um, after seven days, but like what you're saying is like, it's like this social conformity that everyone feels like they need to be in. And I think that's what makes like health trends so powerful. Cause it's like, Oh, if I don't follow that, then I'm failing and I'm going to never be healthy where the way I look at 75 hard is like, Oh cool, man, that could give me some really good consistency in some of the shit that I care about. Mm-hmm. Right. But like part of that 75 hard, like the part I didn't care about was like, I kind of enjoy a beverage every now and then. Like, I don't want to, punish myself to go be on this like program and I didn't feel wrong about it it was like no I can do everything else in there I don't need to do the 75 hard posts on Instagram every day like I'm good (laughs) you know but it's it's like one of those things where like you know some people probably do that when they fail it they probably crash internally because they 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 label themselves like failures but it's like learn from like what you've picked up from that and go implement one of those new things and be happy and satisfied with your personal growth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Austin, real quick, is that, that w- one thing you said was, like, that didn't feel wrong to me. And I think that's, like, such an important point is just check in with yourself, right? Like, whatever it is that you're doing, if it, like, feels right to you and, like, you're happy with it, then whatever. <laughs> like, do yeah. that thing. You're in the right place, Yeah, you're in the right place. Because, like, again, what I said earlier was, like, you can, you can like, confuse and you can, like, sell yourself by your thoughts. Like if you've done something that you don't feel good about, like you can sell yourself and you can find an excuse and say like, ah, whatever. But like the, the you know, feelings don't lie in that way. Emotions don't lie in that way. So I just wanted to highlight that because it's such an important point to just come yeah, like, back and be like, yeah. I, I intentionally quit it with that in mind. Like I didn't fall off the wagon. I was like, oh, I had a drink. It's rude. Yeah. Like I looked at my wife and I was like, listen, I'm like eight days in and I just don't like this. Like I don't like the idea of like, I, I almost, it almost made me start feeling like, like alcohol was like a punt, like, Oh, Oh, you're a bad person. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to have that relationship with like my casual beverage that I want to have. So I was like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to reconstruct this now since I've fallen off the wagon pretty good, <laughs> but, but that's another conversation. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like me just going back to like, know thyself and be thyself. Kind of like what you, yeah, earlier, yeah. you know, yeah. and then even touching into like the, the radical acceptance, like it's, it's okay. And even like this notion of failure is like a construct that's been like taught mm. to us where it can be so individual. You know, you don't have to follow every single detail of a plan for it to be successful. It's almost like defining what your own level of success is and pivoting based off of what what feels right for you. So I, I just I, I just found like the beautiful interweaving of a lot of things that you've kind of shared today, Tej, and, and even just that example. What I wish for myself is like when I'm 80, I'm still like having conversations like this, you know, like I'm still oh my God, like, yeah. like I was, I'm, I'm on my rocking chair and I'm like talking to my grandkids about like, <laughs> you know, something that I'm like learning, you know? So like that is, that is, I would say my superpower. And then within that, like everything else starts to come like when I'm learning, I can acquire, I, mean, I think it's a, it's a grand superpower, right? Cause you can acquire more superpowers through, <laughs> through learning more things, right? So that, that's, that's what comes up for me. Thank you all for listening to this unique episode about my journey. I hope this resonated with you all and you took away some gold nuggets through a conversation. Thanks to Derek and Austin for allowing us to use this feature. And we'll be back to a regular cadence from next Sunday. Ciao.
Take care and have a great Christmas break.